So we're into spring training. The pitch clock has been established. Vladdy's a little bit banged up. You say Kikuchi's a stud. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Here's our uh, TSN MLB and Blue Jay analyst, Steve Phillips. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you. By the way, I heard you talking on the Lamar Jackson thing. And, you know, I mean, as a former GM, uh, the way I look at it is that if it doesn't make sense, there's something I don't know. Right? Like, there's something missing in the story. And, and at some point, it will come out, whether it's relationships with teammates, you know, off the field, uh, something. Because it, when it doesn't make sense, it just means there's something that we don't know. Because every team should have interest. That, that, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, come on. I mean, are you kidding me? There's plenty right. of teams where Lamar Jackson would be a significant upgrade. And why wouldn't you be in, at least until you find out what the price is, and what it's going to cost you, and then you can get out of it. But to get out on the front end, it means they know something that we don't. And at some point, I suspect we'll find out what it is. Yeah, I, I think you're yeah. you're probably onto something. But again, there's and this is somewhat of a conspiracy theory right now, is that are the owners pushing back because of the Watson deal, because of the guaranteed money? You know what's going on here with Lamar and, and him maybe trying to get himself out. Like, I, I'm curious, Steve. Have you ever? Did you at any point go to your owner? was something you thought was obvious, like obviously we want this guy. And if he said no to you, did you can you pry on that? Or if he said no, are you are you thinking why? Like what do the owners know that I don't know? I'm the baseball guy. Yeah. So you know, like yeah. what's so going on? Here? Yeah, I I think that I, I don't look at it as collusion. I really don't. I mean, here's the thing. If 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 that's going on, it will get out. Like if there's collusion on it. I, I really truly don't believe there is. I think that that, uh, you know, owners aren't trying to control quarterbacks because Derek Carr wouldn't get the deal he's getting. And, and <laughs> Daniel Jones wouldn't get the deal he's getting if they're, trying to, if they're trying to control this stuff. And so, you know, all it takes is one team to make the deal. And, you know, what, who doesn't want to win? And if I've got a better chance of getting to the playoffs with Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, I'm going to pay him the price, whatever it's going to take to get him. And here's the thing. If everybody else is out, great. Then I'll get them at a better price. But there's right. always going to be that team that wants to win. I, I, there's no chance that there's a major – because that stuff leaks out. And I will tell you, you know, when I was Mets general manager, I, if there was ever something going on, I would have known it in baseball, and I never once heard it. Now, again, they did it in the 80s, but it got out, right? And they ended up paying a price for it. Uh, sooner or later, that stuff never stays quiet, and those secrets leak. Well, they're also the most obvious answer might be right in front of us that the whole league knows he's going to bring right. it back to Baltimore and they're just going to match anyway. So it's like, right. why are we wasting our time? You know, we're just right. we're going to do the dirty work for Baltimore. They're going to match, and then you know you're, you're going to move on. Anyway. Well, then again, I, then again, why not play that game? Uh, yeah. If Baltimore, if they're going to run the price up on Baltimore, then why wouldn't I want to get in on it just to limit where else they can go with under the salary cap? And so there is some part of it that. Uh, I would be willing to play that game, uh, even if if I'm talking to the agent. Look, I don't really have this, but I'm in on it to be able to help you run the price up and get up for Baltimore because it's better from a competitive point of view. So, you know, that's the Red Sox Yankee thing where they would all get in on each other's guys trying to run the price up on each other. And so, even then, you would think somebody would play the game with the agent. Yeah, I agree. Well, bringing it over to the Blue Jays on a segue is: uh, Are you concerned about Vladdy? being injured this early in spring training? Well, you know, I, I mean, I ne you never want it. And these are the sorts of things that can linger and can nag. But if you're going to get one of these, you know, sort of tweaks, now is the time to get it. 
so that you can, you know, rest it. There's plenty of time still to get him ready for the season. There's no reason to rush. They did the right thing, pull him out of the WBC. It doesn't seem like there's anything significant really going on there. Uh, and, and even if there was, you know, it would be a, a, a scope to debreed it, clean it out, and, and he'd be back in a couple of weeks most likely anyways. And so I'm really not concerned about it. Uh, and nobody else seems to be overly concerned either. And so, and look, if he does miss a little bit of time, Brandon Bell can certainly play from first base. We know he can do that. We want to try to keep him off. You know, the knees are an issue on the turf a little bit, but you can Kirk can DH, and, and they'll have some options as to where they want to go. But, but I, I'm not overly concerned. I'm really not. It doesn't seem like anybody there is. I'll be in Blue Jays camp on Saturday and potentially Sunday to get a better sense of things. Uh, but from every indication I've gotten, there's no grave concern. With Steve Phillips, uh, there seems to be a lot of positivity, positivity coming out uh, surrounding Yusei Kikuchi, and he's, he's pitched seven scoreless innings early into spring training, and this job is his. I think he was going to break camp as the fifth starter anyway, unless he got injured or was an absolute gas can because of the ticket and because there's really no competition. They're not going to rush a kid up. Mitch White's not the guy. He's banged up anyway, so Yusei's going to do it, but I got to give him credit. All you can do is pitch the innings you're going to pitch, and you want to show up and feel good, look good. By all accounts, that has happened. Put this into perspective for us, Steve. Like, if he can balance this out and get it back on the rails and finish the season as the fifth starter, you know, a mid four, high four ERA, how big of a redemption story could this be for Yusei Kikuchi? Well, I think it's it's great for Kikuchi, but it's even better for the Jays. I mean, but here's the thing. There's, there's two ways to pitch to a 4.5 ERA, right? You can Every game you start, go six innings and give up three runs and get a quality start and give yourself a chance to win every single game. I'd love that guy. In fact, Framber Valdez you know, had 26 consecutive quality starts. Now, he had some games he didn't give up any runs, but if, if he does that for the Jays, where every time he goes out, he gives up three runs and six innings, he's going to end up with 18 wins because they're going to score – they're going to bullpen behind him. He'll do great. But you can also get to a four-and-a-half ERA by shutting somebody out for six innings one day and then the next time giving up nine runs in those six innings. And so, you know, in, the, in those peaks and valleys are the things that they have to avoid. It can't be greatness and then clunker because the clunkers have a lingering, lasting effect because they burn out your bullpen and they make you worse the rest of the week for all the other guys who are starting. And so – it's just about consistency for him. He doesn't have to be perfect. But what happens is sometimes when he gets a runner on and a runner in scoring position, he gets this feeling like he needs to put up a zero. Or sometimes just giving up a, a one run in an inning or you know, giving up a picket fence of runs where you give up one run. Listen, give up four runs in six innings, and they'll take that every time out, really. I mean, that's not even a four-and-a-half ERA, but they take it because it's going to give them a chance to win. It's the... It's the five runs in the second inning where you're playing chase that really scares everybody away. So, listen, it, you're, I don't want to make too much of it either. It's early. Uh, these games don't matter. And, you know, there is something about when the lights get bright, when the season starts, that it does. You know, and it, it seems to me that much of his issues are mental and emotional and not really physical. Now, sometimes mechanics can get in the way, but usually the mechanics get out of whack when you're thinking too much or you're trying too hard or you're overthrowing or you're rushing to the plate or you're anxious. And so they just need consistency, stability, and calmness from him. And they've got a chance, a chance to really, you know, if he can be that guy in the fifth starter with this rotation and Barrios can get back on track, this could really be a dynamic rotation. 
with Steve Phillips. So uh, we're, again, early in the spring, but we've, we've got a number of games that have been played now, and the pitch clock has officially been implemented, and the clocks are all over the parks. You know, they're everywhere. You, you can see it. If it's, in terms of fan engagement, you, you're not going to have a difficult time finding it. It's kind of interesting because over the history of baseball, a timeless sport, it's always felt like a Vegas casino, right? Like you had no idea what was going on. It was just 27 outs aside, and we'll see. But this is different. Yet the X's and O's of the game are still the same. Uh, how do you feel about it so far, Steve? And and do you feel like your viewing experience has changed at all? Oh, I I, I love the rule changes. I think it's going to be dramatic. It's going to take the game back decades uh, to the way it was played with the pace of play. You know, they had gotten up over four minutes between the ball being put in play. You know, each time the ball was put in play on average. And, it, and at one point, you know, in the 70s, it was like two and a half minutes before each ball was put in play. So that's a dramatic change to the game. And so the pace is going to change. The timing is going to change. There's going to be more base runners because they banned the shift. There's going to be more action on the bases. You're going to have more infield hits because the hitter's three and a half, three inches closer to first base. You're going to see more stolen bases because the runners on first are four and a half inches closer to second. The runner on second is four and a half inches closer to third. You're going to see more runs scored because the runner on third, three inches closer to home plate than he was before. Uh, pitchers can't throw over as much as they used to to first base. Uh, I think that it's going to speed up uh, the game for pitchers in a way that could cause them to make more mistakes. So I, I honestly think it is going to be, you know, I heard somebody say the other day, and this, you know, people are going to roll their eyes at it, saying whoever came up with the pitch timer should be a Hall of Famer. Well, Rob Manfred, these changes are going to dramatically change the game for the better. And it is something that will go on his resume is such a huge change and a huge win uh, because the game will become, I think, digestible much more in a fashion than, and enjoyable than what it has been over the last couple decades. All of the changes you just mentioned, the pitch clock and the, and the, the bases uh, being closer, all of that stuff, is it a huge adjustment for the players? Like, not everybody, but maybe guys who are more routine-orientated, even a pitcher that likes to take his time or likes to have a little bit more of a, a routine before they have to pitch? Yeah, it can be. You know, so, for instance, the slowest-working pitcher in baseball last year was Kenley Jansen, the closer. He was in Atlanta, now he's in Boston. I don't know that Boston thought about it before they signed him. He has to shave off 10 seconds for every pitch with runners on base and with runners not on base. He was 10 seconds slower than he needed to be. Uh, he was 25 seconds with the run, nobody on, and he was 31 seconds with a runner on base. And so he really needs to shave time off. Uh, but I talked to him in spring training just a couple days ago, and he's like, hey, listen, I'm a pro. I've got to make an adjustment. Not a big deal. You know, Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner, guys who are the oldest guys are saying, I love it. It's great. It's a, it's a strategy. I can use it to my advantage right now. And when those players are buying in, it sure makes it hard for some young kid. Now, remember, most of the young players have dealt with these rules already at the minor league level. There's been pitch timers. In fact, the pitch timer at the minor league level is, is I think, five seconds uh, or three seconds uh, you know, faster. I mean, they, they had even less time in the minor leagues than what they're giving the big league pitchers right now. So many of them have done that. So, sure, there will be adjustments. Like I was talking to Larry Boa, a longtime Phillies coach, former manager in camp today, just a baseball lifer, still hitting ground balls and fungos at 77 years old. I mean, he looks great. Uh, he said the guy that he's concerned about a little bit is Bryce Harper. Because Harper, they, tie, they watched some games. He was 40 seconds between pitches. 
Wow. You know, and he's got to get back in the box with eight seconds left on the clock. Now, he's out hurt right now. He's showing up in the camp tomorrow for the Phillies. Sure, there's going to be some adjustments, but get over it. You know what? These are the rules. Uh, it was negotiated. It's part of the CBA. The commissioner had the right to implement this. And, uh, and I think the players are buying in for the most part everywhere. And that's why spring training has been so good, because they've got time now to make mistakes, have violations, and learn from it. Yeah, and Otani's pretty slow on that mound too, man. Otani's pretty slow, so you know. Yeah, who wants that guy? I mean, geez, you know what? Forget it. We don't want him next year, though, right? I'm, I would shortchange him. There's collusion <laughs> yeah. for you. Give him ten million, <laughs> one year deal. That's it. Sorry, Otani, you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be a fun year, and uh, we're almost halfway through March. I mean, it's coming, right? We're a month away from go time. Less than that. Always great catching up with you, Steve. We're going to do it a lot in the future. We look forward to it, buddy. Thank you for this. All right. Great to talk to you guys again. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Steve yeah. Phillips, our TSN baseball insider. And, uh, again, Jays continue to roll in spring training. The standings are completely irrelevant. But just try to stay healthy. Try to get uh, your your innings in, your, your hacks in, your defensive awareness up, and get ready to start on the road. Because Rogers Center, those rentals are coming, but they're not done yet. Yeah. And, you know that I wonder if if Shapiro can pull a Steve Ballmer about the toilets and you know what's that's what that's what Shapiro needs to do yeah. play the role of Steve Ballmer and set up shop at the Rogers Center and start yelling about all the new additions and how jacked up people should be. You should be jacked up about the bar settings, aren't they? Having didn't we talk about the little yeah the little Italy or different whatever, neighborhoods different, around different town? I think that's exactly. the plan. Yeah, I believe That'd be so. Awesome. I don't know. I'm looking yep. forward to it. Get down to too. some games and For sure. see how it unfolds. But, I yeah. am so excited! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always so excited. Steve Ballmer is awesome. always excited. Um, all right, Leafs Devils tonight. We'll start teeing that up a little more. We'll get to our best bets. Brought to you by FanDuel. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app.